Welcome back to Unbreakable Latina. This is your host, Melina. I hope you're having an amazing Monday. I am recording this on Sunday at, well, I was supposed to start at 10, but I'll tell you guys, I got a little delayed because I got distracted on my phone and I wanted to record early today because it is so freaking hot. And when I turn on my AC in my room, it's too loud and you could hear the noise. So... That's the downfall of not having a studio yet, but I will. I will one day, um, hopefully soon. I have to look into that. I hope that you guys enjoyed having the last two guests on the podcast who were Angela and Sophia. It was such a pleasure to have you ladies. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedules to come on the podcast. It really means a lot to me. This week was a very busy week for me. I got a lot done for the podcast. Um, I told you guys I was working on the merch. I gave up. Um... I will admit that I tried. I tried really hard to watch a lot of YouTube videos to learn Adobe, but it's just not it. I'm going to hire someone to put my vision into graphic design because I didn't major in that and I want to learn it, but truly, I do not have the time to do it. I just have a lot going on and why not hire someone that actually knows what they're doing? (laughs) The fact that I couldn't just get adobe was really annoying to me but it is what it is i kind of put a damper on my day and i let it get to me and also i was pmsing so that didn't help but um i had a photo shoot scheduled this week my little sister booked a peer space and i got outfits ready and we went there i first of all i woke up with like a big headache and i was like oh my gosh like why today i haven't had a migraine like that in so long and of course the day i have the photo shoot it's hot i have a headache i have a stomach ache And my stomach ache finally went away, but the headache, it was like those migraines that the light hits and like you feel nauseous. And I was just trying to like be a good sport because I know my little sister put a lot of thought into this. And I went to her house. I told her I wasn't feeling good, but let's get through it. We go to the peer space, which is a place that you rent and you can like do your photo shoots. So the person who rented the peer space or owns it or whatever um, never showed up. They didn't show up. It had been 30 minutes. My sister and I kept calling and calling and we just had to make another plan and go shoot somewhere else. So we went to this, I forgot what it was called, but it was cute and like got a couple pictures there. Then we went to her place and around her apartment complex got some pictures done, but it wasn't everything that we expected because the lighting sucked and... We just have to redo it, but we made the best out of it. Um, I was feeling like total crap and I felt so bad because I kept complaining like, oh, my head hurts. But like I tried to put a smile on for the pictures and finally we went back to her place. Uh, her roommate, Darian, gave me some Excedrin. Thank you, Darian. I laid down for like 20 minutes, closed my eyes and magically woke up feeling like a new woman and I was like damn it like why didn't I take the Excedrin before I went on the photo shoot and then you know we just made the best day out of it hung out it was my mom came with me so it was me my sister my mom we went to get tacos we got some crepes some margaritas and it was a really nice day 
But it just got me thinking, like, todo pasa por una razón. Like, my mom always says, everything happens for a reason. And sure enough, the peer space probably didn't work out because I wasn't feeling good. And maybe, I don't know. It all worked out in the end. Like, we got some pictures and we'll, we'll do another photo shoot soon. But at first, I was, like, kind of bummed. But then again, I wasn't feeling good. So I was just like, oh, well, whatever. It is what it is. She's going to get her money back. Hopefully, some extra money for wasting our time and gas oh my god gas is so freaking expensive that's another topic but it was truly a nice day and you just gotta make the best out of the situation the other day my mom and i went to the store i believe we went to macy's and they were asking her like her name in order to sign her up for a reward program or something like that so my mom was we were just speaking in english to the lady and my mom really Americanized our last name. And I, I looked at her and I was like, well, why did you do that? Like, I corrected her. Like, I was like, no, it's pronounced like this. And she's like, oh, es porque, like, a veces la gente no puede decir nuestro apellido. And I'm like, well, if you keep on changing our last name, like, that's not how you say it. You're teaching people that it's okay to not learn on how to pronounce people's names. And it's funny because I had just watched that morning, I watched a TikTok of a fellow Latina content creator named Chelly. I believe her TikTok is Chelly's Journey 22. Go check out her TikTok. But on the video, she did talk about how her dad's name is Francisco Javier, I believe. And at work, they call him Frank. And she asked him if that bothered him. And he's like, oh, no, it's okay. But she was sharing that it did bother her. And honestly, when my mom did that, it really bothered me because I was just like, wait, no, you should be proud of your last name. Be proud of your first name. Say it con tu acento, you know? Like when I say my name, I say Melina. I don't say Melina or Melina, you know? But it was just a funny moment because I was like, how relatable that people have the same feelings. Like, I... Don't get mad when people mispronounce my name, but I'm not going to mispronounce it myself. If they ask me again, I'll repeat, I'll repeat my name and I'll spell it for them. And then like, you know, maybe next time they meet someone with the same name or the same last name, they'll pronounce it correctly. But if we keep on changing ourselves for other people, like, I don't know, it just, it feels like you are telling people it's okay to Americanize our names when our names are not American. I spent a lot of time on TikTok, so I want to tell you guys about another TikTok that I thought was hilarious. Um, Things I don't care about anymore that I used to care about in my 20s and now in my 30s, I don't give a shit about. Uh, One <laughs> important one that I've learned recently is going out at night. I don't care to go out at night. Like my sure here and there ideas that you want to go to the perreo and stay out late. But it's just not me anymore because it ruins my next morning. Like if I would have gone out last night, this morning I wouldn't have woke up with all this energy to record and everything. Like I don't like going out at night anymore. I'm more of a let's go to brunch, let's go to lunch, let's go to early dinner and have drinks, get home by 10 p.m. and go to sleep. But um, in my 20s, I was like, no, like the time to go out was like 9 p.m. Now at 9 p.m., I'm like, all right, let's go home. And it's funny because even my mom doesn't care to go home early, but oh, yo soy la viejita. Like, I'll be like, oh, mom, let's go. And usually I drive her everywhere. So she's always like, ay, por qué tan temprano? And I'm like, because I'm an old lady. I got a lot of shit to do. I just feel like my days get wasted if I go out at night. And then in the morning, I wake up like hungover and 
when you hit your 30s, like, if you don't drink often, the hangovers, they're not pretty. Like, last time I went out, I had, like, three drinks. And thankfully, like, I didn't wake up too bad. But it just felt like my morning was wasted because I was, like, groggy. And it was just a slow morning. Um, I don't care about being around people I don't like or I don't care about. I feel like that's a waste of time. I used to want to be like this like supervisor girl boss and like you heard on my last two episodes the same thing is happening to other women like they're discovering like they don't want to be like that. They want to be a boss but not like in whatever idea of career they had like they want to do something they're truly passionate about and I think back in the day I used to be like oh I can't wait to be a supervisor and I can't wait to do this and change things around here. I'm like now I'm like oh I don't really care like I just want to do my job and go home and then do my podcast and content create and that makes me happy. I don't care about people's opinions. I used to really want to be liked by everybody. Now, I don't give a shit. If you don't like me, you don't like me, and you're missing out. (laughs) I also am not a people pleaser anymore. I was a people pleaser for very, very long, and now I say it how it is. I mean, I always have, but now I own up more to it, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm very respectful I won't disrespect you but I will tell you when I don't like something um I used to be held back if I didn't have anyone to go somewhere with now I'm just like I pues si nadie quiere ir, like I'll go by myself and just it's so funny how I kept hearing people say like oh your 30s are the best and then people in their 40s like oh your 40s are even better And I truly believe that in your 20s, you're figuring out who you were. If I could go back to being the 20-year-old me, I'd be like, live it up, make mistakes, do whatever you want. Like, this is your time to fuck shit up. (laughs) But now I'm like, I'm more intentional with my time, who I spend it with. Like, if I don't like something, I will let you know eventually, not always like right away, but... I truly think, like, is this worth my energy? And if it's not, then I don't put my energy towards it. You guys, so I was recording. I took a quick break to go eat some breakfast because tenía hambre. And I didn't even tell you guys at the beginning of the episode because I put it on Instagram. But if you don't follow me on Instagram or TikTok, then let me share my story. So I don't remember if I shared this on one of the podcasts. But anyways, I was supposed to go on a date, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I might have shared it in the podcast with Angela. And the guy, we matched on Bumble, and then he said, what did he say? He's like, when are you free? I told him I was free on a Friday. He said, okay, cool, that works for me. And I said, okay, just let me know the details. Like, where? What time? Didn't hear back from him. Then he wanted to hang out like a day before, and I was just like, no, like, I don't like last-minute plans. But he hadn't mentioned anything about Friday. And I wasn't about to be like, hey, we're still on for Friday because it's not what I do. So I just assumed we weren't doing anything. So Friday, I get a text from him around four and he's like, are we still on for today? And I was like, oh, I made other plans because you never told me a time and place. And he got all butthurt and said like, oh, we made plans. I just told you a day I was free. You never said a time and place. That was that. He got all mad. Stop texting me. A few days later, I got a text saying, hey, but I had deleted the thread because I was just like, okay, I'm never going to hang out with this guy. So whatever. Deleted the thread. Um, He said, hey, and I was like, who's this? He never responded. 
When I went on my laptop, I realized it was him. So now I knew who it was. Then didn't hear back anything until this morning. So this morning I'm about to record. I get this text and saying, hey, like, and then I know I knew who it was because I was on my laptop. And <laughs> he goes, oh, now you know who it is. I'm like, yeah, because I saw who it was on my laptop. But he's like, oh, do you want to hang out? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, no, I have plans. And for, and then I'm like, wait, like, no, let me tell him. Like, why do you want to hang out with me if last time you, like, stopped texting me? And then he's like, oh, because I want to see your feet. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, and last time you lagged and it was annoying. And I was just like, you know what's annoying? Men who don't make plans. He's like, oh, I was trying to, but you didn't text back. and It's just BS, right? And then he's like, uh, plus, you seem like one of those annoying girls. Like, I'm annoying because I expect you to make plans. Okay. And I'm like, all right, dude, have, have a good one. And then he texts me back, what? I'm just saying, like, do you really think that this is charm of yours is gonna work on me after you called me annoying and you haven't even met me in person i matched with him on bumble by the way then i'm eating breakfast and i get another text from another guy and then he's like let's hang out like what is going on whatever i'm not responding to any of these mother lovers i am done for the day thank you very much back to my programming so i was having a conversation with my esthetician Shout out to Rose. Um, we were talking about like my podcast and she's like, oh my God, it's doing so good. And she was just hyping me up. And I was just sharing with her, like I've shared with you guys multiple times that this podcast has been very therapeutic for me. And I've learned so much about myself in this short period. And she was like, you know, you are doing a lot for your family. You're changing like the generational trauma and just changing things, right? And honestly, it made me kind of emotional. I'm right there laying down and like my eyes are getting watery while she's telling me this because it's nice to hear it. And like I've shared before, too, that it's hard for me to believe that I'm all I'm doing this myself, you know, and it's I'm very proud. I'm about to hit 100,000 listens and I don't even know how to act. (laughs) But we were talking about how, you know, relationships and Just thinking back, reflecting on relationships I've had in my life and with friendships um, with significant others that we don't know why people act a certain way. And a lot of the time, it's like people are like, oh, what's wrong with this person? Who hurt you? But it really is like what happened to you in your childhood that you think it's okay to act like that? And the thing that really stood out to me that we both agreed on is that people do stuff to avoid feeling emotions like for a long time I was always busy going to school like working I didn't have time to just sit in my thoughts and it wasn't something I wanted to do I avoided it because for the reason that I knew that I had a a lot of issues that I had to deal with and when the pandemic hit A lot of us didn't know what to do with ourselves because we sat and like we didn't go out and we didn't party. At least I didn't. But we just sat sat in our thoughts and we saw this shift in people that like left their jobs, got divorced, went through a breakup like I did because you were able to stop for a moment and just sit down and see what's going on around you. 
And I am, although the pandemic brought a lot of bad and a lot of sadness and I lost some family members, um, it's sad, but it took this huge event in our lives to change our narratives. And it just got me thinking that people that have had trauma, a lot of us have, and if you haven't, like, you're lucky, but most of us have because I, you know, I talk about, I'm very open with my traumas with people and I used to be very shut off. I would never want to share the truth of what happened with my dad, what happened growing up, like, in my relationships and now I'm very open and, you know, you learn a lot when you start opening up to people and they open up to you and everybody's not the same. It takes a long time to get here. I understand that. It's not hard. It's not easy for people to do that. Therapy, like I said, helped me a lot. So if you're struggling, I recommend therapy so much because it it just shifted my life. We tend to avoid our traumas or just dealing with stuff by like, you know, going out, getting drunk, being busy all the time. And when you just sit and think about stuff, like I've shared that peace feels very foreign to me. And what I mean by that is that I don't think I've ever had peace. Um, growing up, I, there was, it was very chaotic. I, I didn't have the worst childhood. I didn't have the best childhood, but I had a weird childhood. Um, I think I've shared I'm not sure, to be honest, because I talk about it so much. But anyways, when I grew up, I grew up in my grandma's house. Um, My grandma passed away when I was three. My mom kind of took over that role of being a mom. She had been like the second mom because her mom was a single mom, my grandma. And my mom is the only girl out of seven. So she's in the middle and there's three younger and three older brothers. So my mom kind of took over after my grandma passed away to my younger uncles and they got into drugs and my mom was always worried about them. They were all, my dad would be telling my mom like, oh, your brothers need to work, need to do this because they're not bringing anything to the home. And it was just a hot mess. So it was a back and forth of always arguing. Um, I basically, this is hard to admit, but... I lived in a home where drugs were sold. My uncles lived in the back house. We lived in the front house. As a child, I didn't really know what was going on, but I knew my uncles were always in trouble because we would go visit them in jail. And like a kid being exposed to that is it's a lot. Like thinking about it, I'm like, shit, like I remember being so scared because I was always scared of the police. Like, that was triggering for me because my mom would always tell us, like, oh, if they come, like, don't be afraid. And, like, they would do raids at my house because of my uncles. And I was talking to my brother last time and I'm like, do you remember a lot of your childhood? He's like, no, I don't. He's like, I only remember the bad shit. And I'm like, me too. Like, we did have a lot of good moments. I don't want to sit here and say... We had the worst childhood because we didn't. But thinking about it, like, we went through a lot of shit. Like, I remember specifically, like, you know, being afraid of police and raids happening, like, cops all over our house. Like, my mom telling us to hide because she was afraid of opening the door, too. And 
I was scared. Like, I didn't know what was going on because I didn't understand. I didn't understand that my uncles were drug addicts that were dealing drugs, hanging around with dangerous people. And I was always afraid for my life. It's very triggering to think about my past and to think like, holy shit, like, I've been through some shit. Like, my brother had this memory that somebody was like hey like where's your uncle and like they went he was playing video games in his room and like they just went to the window and my brother got startled and he was like what are you talking about he's like where's your uncle so he gave me that shit and like by the shit he meant like drugs and my brother was like i don't know what you're talking about like he's not here and just things like that i also one of my uncles um got stabbed when i was mm, i want to say like 10 i don't remember and my uncle was always very like my uncles were good people he just got stuck with like drugs and it's just sad because drugs have always like ruined people in my family anyways like my uncle was in a coma for a very long time and my mom helped him through it all because he was divorced and nobody else was gonna take care of him um like i said she played the mom role and she dedicated so much time to him to his physical therapy because it literally was like raising like by miracle he's alive and it was like raising an adult child because he needed to learn how to eat how to do everything like honestly my mom's like so strong because i don't know if i could have done all that because that's a lot and at the same time she was a mom she's a very good mom a wife a very good wife as well but i remember being a kid and just not understanding like why so many bad things would happen in my life and why me like why do I have to go through all that but that was my norm and now reflecting back like that's not a normal childhood and I know that my parents didn't mean for this to affect us so much but it does because childhood trauma it affects you all the way till you start healing and I'm on my healing journey so that's why I open up and talk about it too, because it helps me realize why I'm the way I am, why um, I try to be so independent and I want nobody's help, because I've always kind of, although my mom's like been my right-hand woman, I didn't want to be a problem. Like, she had so many problems already to deal with that I didn't want to be that extra problem, so... I always wanted to do good in school. I wanted to have a good job. And I did. I graduated college. I have a good job. But a child should not have to go through that. My whole point of the story was that until you start really pinpointing what triggers you and what in your childhood has affected you, you can start working on yourself. And therapy, like I said, helped me so much. But all this stuff, a child should not have to go through all that. And just talking to my brother about it, I was like, whoa, like, we kind of have similarities because we grew up in that environment. My little sister was still little. She does remember some things, but I feel like my brother and I try to protect her from ever experiencing the things that we experienced because it was a lot. And what me and my esthetician, Rose, were talking about was that 
people don't deal with their trauma, so then it affects, like, everybody, right? It's a, it, this part of the generational curses. Like, if you do not deal with what you grew up experiencing, like, if it's domestic violence or addiction and things like that, if you don't go to therapy or if you don't try to heal whatever method that you feel is better, that is healthy, of course, you're going to keep passing this from generation to generation. Um, I used to think, like, why are my uncles like this? Like, why is my dad like this? But I now get that the reason that they probably got into drugs and alcohol and everything like that was because they didn't deal with their childhood traumas. They didn't deal with whatever they went through as a child. And it ended up ruining their adulthood. And my message to you is that if you have traumas like that, please address them because we want to break those generational traumas of not of neglecting mental health because in the Hispanic community, I feel like mental health is neglected all the time and we need to address it to heal because we've been through some shit. I am so proud to be part of this generation that is addressing mental health issues, breaking generational curses, and telling everybody that going to therapy is not for locals. It's for everyone that wants to go to therapy and heal their inner child and heal whatever traumas they've been through. And you have to just get those conversations going with your friends and check in on them. A lot of us close down and we don't want to admit porque que va a decir la gente like that's always the thought that my mom would always tell me about different things like oh my god si haces esto que va a decir la gente y va a decir la gente de mi like who the fuck cares about que va a decir la gente it's important to be a little selfish and think of why do I want to heal myself because I if you want to have children I mean some people don't I for a long time didn't know that I wanted to have children why and now Thinking back, I think I didn't want to have children because I had a weird childhood that experienced a lot of trauma and a lot of different things that children shouldn't be exposed to. And I didn't want to raise somebody in those traumas. But at the time, I wasn't in my healing journey. So I just thought like every kid goes through that and I don't want a kid to go through that. But now that I am healing and I recognize that I've had a lot of trauma in my life, I realized that, no, I'm healing so that way when I have a child, I don't pass those traumas. I want to be, I want my child, my future children to have the childhood that I didn't have and to not be afraid. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, childhood trauma is defined as the experience of an event by a child that is emotionally painful or distressful, which often results in lasting mental and physical effects. To be honest, I honestly didn't think I had childhood traumas until recently. And just talking about that experience that I told you, that's one of them. There's many. But it made me feel unsafe a lot of the times. And it's hard for a child to learn how to cope with these big events in your life. And it can be from physical abuse, death of a parent, like just going through a traumatic situation and it can just rock your world. And as a kid, we're learning how to process and cope. If those childhood traumas don't get addressed, they can have long-term effects on your 
physical and mental health. Some examples of common causes of childhood trauma can include having like an accident, bullying, chaos, or dysfunction in a home, like witnessing domestic violence, witnessing having a parent with mental illness, substance abuse, or if your parent wasn't part of your life, emotional abuse, physical abuse, and there's so many others, but those are some of the most common ones. And it just really makes sense. Like in relationships I've had, both friendships and romantic relationships, people who have had trauma don't know how to deal with their emotions and they turn to like anger or like substance abuse, uh, easily irritated um, people who need attention all the time because they didn't get that attention when they were younger. It just affects people in different ways. So these are some ways to cope with your childhood trauma First, that you have to acknowledge that your trauma did happen and it was a huge event in your life. I feel like a lot of the time I try to be like, oh, it's not bad. People had it worse. But now looking back, it's like, no, I did go through some big events in my life that caused me to have traumas. And you have to acknowledge and recognize the trauma for what it is. You have to reclaim control of your life because often people who have been through some trauma say, oh, I am this way because I've been through some stuff and it's just the way I am. And your past trauma should not define your present and your future. You have the power to change that narrative and to heal yourself and be a better person. The moment you take control of your life again, And you say, you know what, I'm going to stop this pattern because I know I act this way to these situations because of things I've been through is the moment you start healing. Seek support and don't isolate yourself when you're going through this healing journey. A natural instinct you have with trauma is to just avoid it, push it away. It never happened. If I don't remember it, it didn't happen. And for a long time, I did that. And what did I do? I ended up hurting myself, hurting relationships I had with people and Me not acknowledging that a lot of events in my life that transpired caused me to be the way I am. And until I acknowledge that, oh, this triggers me because of this event that happened in my childhood, I'm like, oh, okay, well, let me change that. Let me think about what I can do to change that narrative in my life. It's always easier said than done, but you can do it. Um, There's always going to be a battle between who you are in the present and who you were in the past and what you were used to and how you were used to dealing with situations. But if you start practicing, it gets easier. If you don't feel comfortable opening up to people that you know, and I probably sound like a disco rayado, but go to therapy. Trust me. There's a lot of resources out there. Um, Sometimes your job offers you therapy and you don't even know it. So Make sure you contact HR, see what benefits you have, because I didn't know for a long time that my job offered some sort of therapy that was even virtual for free. Not for free, porque you'll see when they take money out of my paycheck, I, I probably pay for it. But seek help. Don't forget to take care of your health. Um, Go for your mental health walk. Mental health walks have helped me so much when I'm feeling frustrated, down, like I go on a walk and right away I feel so much better. Uh, learn to accept and let go of the past. Accept that you've been through it and letting go means no longer allowing those bad memories to define you or to rob you of the good life that you could have now. 
replace bad habits with good ones. Um, and most importantly, be patient for yourself because this is not going to happen overnight. This is something you're going to go through probably your whole life. I don't think the healing journey is ever going to end. Um, every day I discover something new about myself, some triggers I've had. Like I'll share this funny trigger, not funny. See, that's what's wrong with me that I think things are funny that are triggering from childhood traumas. Like my dad used to be very exigente. Like he wanted things done a certain way. And if you didn't do them, he would make sure he would tell you. So my sister and I were sharing last time that every time we pour soda into a cup, if it foams too much, like I start like getting nervous because my dad would yell at us. He would be like, why don't you tilt the cup? And that way it won't foam up. So every time I serve soda for some fucking reason, it always foams up and I always get triggered by that. And now that I've acknowledged it, I try to not let it trigger me because I'm like, my dad is not here to yell at me and it's okay if it makes foam. And little things like that, you don't realize that affect you in your adulthood until you think about it. And I don't think I realized it until my sister and I talked about it, like, does it trigger you when you pour soda? Yes. Like, how dumb is that? But now we like laugh about it because we have dark humor. But I recognize that it's okay for my soda to have fucking foam. <laughs> so I did say I was going to do a big sis advice segment. So here it is. Um, the first question I got is what would you tell your younger self? I tell my younger self that I need to stop taking everybody's problems on and focus on myself and prioritize my needs before everybody else's needs because if you've listened to my previous podcast, I've talked about how it took me a long time to put myself first and the moment that I did, I discovered a lot about myself and this whole self-love journey I'm going through and been going through, it's been so beautiful. It's been nice to just take care of myself and not worry about what anybody else thinks, what anybody else is doing, everybody else's problems. Like, sure, I'm here for my family, but I establish boundaries on what I can help them with and what I can't help them with. Because at the end of the day, you're the only person that has your back because everybody's so busy doing other stuff. I love my family. I'll always be there for them. But in order to be there for them... I have to be there for myself first. Another question I got is how to be okay being alone. And this has been something that I've been working on and it was hard in the beginning. And now like I'm okay being alone, doing stuff alone. Like my company is the best company because I could do whatever I want and I could eat whatever I want. I could watch whatever I want and just enjoy the peace that being alone brings and you learn so much about yourself and at first it's a little uncomfortable if you're not used to it but one day you're gonna learn to love being alone and the last question that I got is how to make new friends and it's something that I struggled for a long time because after college it was very hard to make new friends because I was always on the on the go like running around I I used to work a job that didn't have many workers so like it was only like five of us in the office they were my friends but aside from that everybody had their own lives their families now at my current job I do have I made a lot of friends there and I love my friends because we spend a lot of time together because we're at work 
But I just started talking to people and you just have to start that conversation. Like sometimes people are just shy because I used to be super shy unless someone approached me. Now I'm more like, oh, I like your blazer. Where'd you get it? Like that's how my friend Amanda and I met. It was funny because we work in the same building, but we don't work for the same company. And what I think one day we started talking about Poshmark and she's like, oh, I shop there. I'm like, oh, me too. And I go thrifting for my blazers and we just started on thrifting then we moved into reality tv now we're like hanging out all the time and you just have to start a conversation like by complimenting someone or you come here often girl (laughs) but it's it's hard as an adult to make friends especially like everybody has like you know relationships marriages kids but if you find that person that you know you're like oh i could be friends with her like try it's like dating i feel like you have to put yourself out there and make those friends i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode like i enjoyed recording for you guys have a wonderful week i look forward to talking to you guys don't forget to rate review and subscribe and also follow me on tiktok and instagram at unbreakable latina on twitter i'm latina podcast Have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.